broadcasting to you from our remote Pittsburgh studios, north of the steel city of Pittsburgh, PA. We bring to you today episode number 54 of our podcast, Steel City Sports Talk. My name is Alex Brown. And I'm Ryan Mary. And together we are your hosts for this podcast. And today, Ryan, it's all about the madness. Yep, it is the best month of the year, March Madness. 64 teams compete but only one can come home with the national title, Alex, and it's going to be a fun one. I can see a lot of ups- upsets happening this year. It's been a crazy year college basketball. I can think any team, one through four seed, has an actual good shot at winning the tournament this year, Alex. There's just been so much madness this year, and this is March. This is March. I, I, I couldn't have set it up any better than that. So how do we start out by, let's go down from the top to the bottom in terms of the seeds. So we set at the top four seeds. Let's start with the one seeds. So one seeds right now, we always rely on the one seeds to get us a couple of wins uh, most of the time, and they do that. Um, but who's your most trustworthy one seed that you can pencil in automatically for several wins? I think it's Kansas, Alex. I think they have a pretty easy side of the bracket as well, pretty easy region. And I love how they took care of business in the Big 12 tournament, Alex. A big 74-65 win in the Big 12 title game against a good Texas Tech team who put up a fight, a nine-point win, which is good uh, against a team like that. Texas Tech, I could see making a run in this tournament as well. But Kansas, uh, they've really righted the ship after they lost back-to-back games to Baylor and TCU, Alex. They've been winning some hand uh, games handily, and I like how they're playing going into this tournament, Alex. And I like their veteran leadership, and, and I think they can definitely make a run, and I have them in the final four as well, which we'll uh, go into a lot later in this episode. How, how about you? That's a good one. That is, that's a good one. I like Arizona. I think Arizona this year is one of those sneaky teams that could get into the final four. And it's a team that you don't hear about a lot this year, but they, they're under a new coach. No. Um, but they've been really good this year. they got Kerr, uh, Carissa, who's been really good, um, and, he's, and he's able to return um, – to the tournament from his ankle injury now. So he'll be healthy or at least are healthy enough to be able to participate. And you got the PAC 12 championship um, and a good, not a bad PAC 12 this year. Um, got UCLA has been good this year, um, but they're, they're a tall team too. And I think they're going to be in a position where they, they might be able to go pretty far as they have wins against um, Illinois, two wins against UCLA, USC, they beat them twice, Michigan and Wyoming, um, Doing pretty good, five and two versus the top twenty-five. I like that, and you can't argue with only three losses. Uh, who is your least trustworthy number one seed? I don't like Baylor this year, and I just for the pure purpose of they're not going to win back-to-back years. Um, I, I just don't believe they can, and I don't even see them getting to the Sweet Sixteen. I agree with you. The Bayer uh, couldn't said it better, Alex. Uh, they're not going to win back-to-back titles. Uh, I don't like how they lost to the number seven-seeded Oklahoma Sooners in the SEC tournament, Alex. In the beginning of the year, they looked like they were in prime position to uh, go undefeated in the regular season. They were playing great basketball, and they started losing games. They looked a little shaky. They're still good to be a one seed. They're still a really good team, but I definitely agree with you that there. I have them get knocked out in the Sweet 16 by UCLA. So uh, they're a good team, but they're definitely the least trustworthy one seed in my eyes. And how about players to watch? Because we always talk about the teams. But we never talk about the players. Every team that really wins a national championship or gets a couple of wins has some good players on that team. And the teams that make it the farthest have the best players. So who are the players you're looking to watch, uh, you're looking out for in the tournament? 
So I have four guys written down. These guys aren't necessarily the best players in the tournament. Some of them are. Some of them are the best in college basketball. I, I did this by the most important players for their team that are going to be vital for the team's success. And to start off, Storm Murphy, Virginia Tech man, as he made a big impact this year. The Wofford transfer, fifth-year senior, has been incredible for the Hokies. Not necessarily always score, scoring, but he's a clutch shooter, makes big threes. He's a beautiful passer. I don't know if you saw him in the AC Championship in the semifinal games. Made some beautiful passes down low, finds open guys, and just handles the game very well. He's one of the smallest guys in the tournament, Alex, but he is a fighter, and he's a really good player. That's a good one. I like um, Jabari Smith from Auburn. He's one of the best players in the country. He's been dominant the entire year as, they, as they're in a dominant SEC, uh, a team that – an SEC that has really – really take on a different light this year in terms of basketball. We think of them as a football conference, but this year they've really been turning it on. And he's, he's one of the best players in this tournament. So I look out for him. And he's going to be one of the top, he's going to be one of the top NBA picks this draft too. And my next one is Oscar Deshibwe. He is one of the best players in college basketball. He's averaging 18 points per game. He's vital to Kentucky's success. He's a leader for them. And he is going to have a big tournament, Alex. And I think he's going to take Kentucky to the final four. I like that one. For me, another one, Johnny Juzang from UCLA. He was there last year with UCLA, bringing them up the ranks as they went on their improbable uh, Final Four run last year as an 11 seed. And now you see them again this year and as a four seed. Um, a more experienced, a more veteran team this year. And I'm looking to see them do that again right with Johnny again. Next one, San Diego Viscobi from Tennessee, Alex. And the reason I picked him, he had a bad tournament last year. They lost in the first round to 12 seeded. Uh, Oregon State, and that was a really, really bad loss. He had a lot of bad turnovers in that game. He couldn't hit a shot, but this year he's going to rebound. He's the leader on this team, averages 13 points per game. He's a really good passage, really good shooter, and I think he's going to carry this team to a very, very good tournament, Alex, and I really like Santiago Viscovi. Uh, another – speaking of good shooters, that's a good point there. Chet Holmgren from uh, Gonzaga has just been dominant this year. Gonzaga turns over their players consistently as any other um, – Blue Blood School would, and ever since Mark uh, Few's been there, in the as he took over in the 1999, they've been in the tournament 21 times, and I think Chet Holmgren is going to be able to carry his team to a national championship this year. I really like Chet Holmgren. Look for him in the threes. My final one is Paula Bancaro from Duke. Duke needs somebody to step up in this tournament. They've had some bad games. They've struggled a little bit, but they were two-seed, Alex, and they're going to need freshman Paula Bancaro to step up. He's their do-it-all guy. He's their best player. He can knock down a three, and he's got the size to drive and draw fouls as well, and they're going to need him to step up, and I think he answers the bell in this tournament. That's an excellent, that's an excellent point there. Um, I like Colin Gillespie from Villanova as well. Another fantastic shooter, him and Justin Moore on Villanova. If they hit their threes. Um, and they don't turn the ball over, they're going to be in position to win a lot of games, um, and I, especially close to home as they're playing in Pittsburgh the first two. I can't believe he's still in the NCAA, Alex. I can't believe he's there either. That COVID year, I mean, that, that hurt that hurt a lot of teams, but a lot of players took advantage of that in both football and every, every athletic event, um, venture in college, and um, Villanova's sure happy to have him. Alex? Which four games are your first-round upset watch? We'll just rotate again like we did for the players to watch. Okay, okay. I'm going to start out. Even though I, I just said I, I just said how much I love uh, Johnny Juzang of UCLA. I just talked about how experienced of a team they are. How experienced, how better of a team they are. They're a better team this year than they were last year. But I digress. 
Akron, the Akron Zips are in a position this year that I think that they could win that game. Is that what you're taking in your bracket? Uh, in, in one of them. Undecided. In one of them, I'm going to take him. In my oh, one of them. Oh, how many brackets? You're one of those. Well, I'm doing two brackets. Two brackets. Two. Um, okay. Okay. That's better than some like, like five, six brackets. So they can, they're saying, oh, oh, I had that in this. I had that in my bracket. No, yes. For every yes. game that happens. I make one bracket, and if it's wrong, it's wrong. But I'm only putting that second bracket in one league. In one league. And that's the that's it. So in all, I'm in. Four, I'm going to be in uh, three leagues total. The four leagues total. Four leagues total. My bracket that I'm going to put in all four leagues. My statement one is not going to have this upset. But I think Akron over UCLA is something that you need to watch. Coach John Grossi took the 13th seeded Iowa, uh, not Iowa, Ohio to the Sweet 16, and he took them again. Um, and Ohio won again last year as a 13th seed to get them to the uh, round of 32 where they lost to Creighton. But I think John Grossi is going to be able to take the zips. No seniors on this team. They're young. They're balanced. They play with confidence. Let's see what happens. My first round upset watch, Providence Friars are on my upset watch for South Dakota State. The 13-seeded South Dakota State Jackrabbits are going to make an impact and make a mark in this tournament. They've won 21 straight games, the longest winning streak in the NCAA, Alex. Providence has looked shaky to end the year, getting blown up by Creighton. Creighton at one point went on a 31 to 1 run in the Big East tourney. I don't trust Providence. Uh, that's why they're a lot lower in the rankings. Their BPI rank is only 43. Ken Palm has them low in his rankings as well. I like the Jackrabbits to pull off the upset here, Alex, to continue their winning ways. That's a good one. I, li I like that one a lot. Uh, my next one for me will be the number 10 seed Miami over USC in the Midwest side, um, the 10 versus the seven seed. And I like that matchup because I think Jim Laranega has turned his team around over the, over the course of the year. They won. Pardon me. He's a really good coach, Alex. He really is. He's he really, really turned out. I mean, this year they, they started poorly and they had a tough year last year, but uh, it's similar players to last year, Alex, but they've been able to just rebound and have a very good season in the ACC. As you said, they had, a, they had a slow start. Absolutely. They won 18 of the last 24 games to end the season. And um, they're a good shooting team as well. Field goal percentage. They're 23rd in the country in field, in field goal percentage with 47.8%. That's fantastic. And against tournament teams, they're three and four. So I, I look for them to be able to get a win here. Their, their guards, if their guards are going, and they're combining for nearly 45 points a game. So at the backcourt, if their backcourt is going, they could beat USC and surprise them. My next one is the Iowa State Cyclones knock off LSU. There's not that much of a surprise. LSU fired their coach and their inexperienced team. You know what happens with inexperienced teams? They don't play well in the big dance, and they're missing their coach, and that just hurts it even more. Uh, let's see. Uh, LSU, maybe their players will rebound. Maybe this will be good for them. A refresh with their coach gone, but... It's never good to lose your coach, especially when you're an inexperienced team. And I think the Iowa State Cyclones, who are a very, very good defensive team, Alex, can pull up this upset. I like that one, too. I, I picked that one as well. That's a good pick. Um, and I, I, I mentioned your Providence pick. I like your Providence pick there. I, I said initially that Providence was going to win the first two. And maybe doubted a bit. But I think, I think they'll still pull it off. But if it's a dogfight, Providence wins. If it's, between, if it's above five points of a game, I think it's going to go to um, – I think it's going to go to Dakota and I'm going to take the Jackrabbits, I should say. And my next uh, game that is on upset alert, the Iowa Hawkeyes. I think the Richmond Spiders just coming off an um, A-10 championship. I think they're hot. They weren't going to be in the tournament. They did not win the A-10 
and they did in that tournament. And I think that they're going to be able to catch Iowa by surprise. And that's one that you're going to have to talk yourself into uh, because Iowa is one of the best offenses in the country. But they're shaky this year. They're two and five against top 25 teams. And I like Richmond to give them a scare. In that game, my logic was Big Ten champs versus A-10 champs. I go with the Big Ten champs. It's gonna, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good matchup. But twelve and five seeds. There's been a twelve and a five seed matchup, and I think it's been last thirty one of the of thirty six tournaments. There's been at least one, and that's mine. I'll mention mine next. Indiana and St. Mary's. Indiana isn't a playing game tonight, so if they lose, that'll change this pick. But I think Indiana has been playing some good basketball of late. They had a good showing in the tournament, knocking off Illinois. St. Mary's they don't have very good competition. Their best one is a win against Gonzaga, which was a really good win. But they also got beat up by Gonzaga in the championship as well of their division. So I think Indiana is a really solid team. They've been playing good down the stretch, and I think it's a tough and a tough matchup for St. Mary's. I think Indiana really has a shot to pull this out. That's a good one, too. That is a good one. And my last one is going to be – this is a shocker. This this can be a shocker. Colgate versus Wisconsin. I like Colgate because they're hot. Where did that come from? Nine, they're, oh, they're hot. They're not, they've won 19 of the last 20 games. They, they have a senior-led team. Um, they're one of the nation's elite three-point shooting teams. They're elite from three, Brian. They're, they really are. They're 26th in the country from three. Uh, no, second in the country from three. They're, they're 26 for field goal percent. Second in the country behind, I believe it might be the Jackrabbits, um, in three-point percentage, um, 40%. They're 40% from three. Wisconsin is 31%. So they're a much better shooting team. And I think that they could give Wisconsin a scare. I don't care if it's in Milwaukee. I think that they're a good team. They beat Syracuse this year by 15. Take that with a grain of salt. I will mention also, that they lost to Pitt by three earlier in the year as well. I know, but they're, I, I, that's, that's what's holding me back a little bit. That's what's holding me back a bit. Uh, Wisconsin might, uh, but Wisconsin, I think they're going to be shaky with this game. Albaline Christian, if you remember this game, beat Texas last year as a four, um, in that game as a 14 seed. Um, and that was a big game. Um, and I think, I think we'll see another one of those this year from Colgate. All right. My final one, Virginia tech versus Texas, Alex. I think this is one of the hardest matches of Virginia tech, uh, that cause I have them going on a run in this tournament. I think this is probably their hardest game out of the th- uh, uh, ones I have them winning, but Texas is a good defensive team. Virginia tech. They're the hottest team in college basketball. Alex won on a major run as a seven seed to win that. ACC tournament. They dominated Duke in that championship game. They were dominating from start to finish, Alex. And I like Virginia Tech. If they get hot from three and if Storm Murphy can really control the game and they can limit their turnovers, I like Virginia Tech to go on a run in this tournament, as we'll mention. And our next time, we have the Dark Horse teams, Alex. Why don't you get us started with your first Dark Horse team? I like North Carolina. North Carolina is, is a consistent team up and down the court. They've had an up and down year, to say the least, but they're eight and they're, they're eight and two in their last 10 games. Um, and they're a pretty disciplined team. They can get to the line pretty often. And they're 17th in the country from the line. And I think that is um, a mark of a good team. When you're able to be pretty good in all facets of the game, they're not a great shooting team. They're not. Um, they're 102nd in the country in shooting from the field. But I think they're a decent team that could go far in this tournament. They're four and seven against teams uh, that are in the tournament, which is not great. Not great at all. But they have a pretty, they've had a pretty tough schedule over the course of the year. And I think that they're going to be able to beat Marquette and beat Baylor at having losing in the um, Sweet 16. 
That's my I shot. I like that too. I have them winning one game. I don't have them beating Baylor, but I do think they have a shot at beating Baylor if they can knock off Marquette. My first one is Iowa State Cyclones, Alex. I think they got a good recipe for a Cinderella run in this tournament, Alex. They are great at defending the three, and that's a lot of teams' strength. Uh, it's not Iowa's, or it's not LSU's strength, fortunately, unfortunately for them. But uh, they're really good, and that can slow a lot of teams down when you can stop the three, because that's a lot of teams rely on the three. If you can defend the three, you can really take control of a game, and that's how I think Iowa State can go and run this tournament. That's a good one. That's a really good one. I like Michigan State um, as well. Michigan State, uh, anytime you've got Tom Izzo as your head coach, I think you're doing okay. They've really had a dismal, dismal um, run as of late, but I think that they're going to be okay as they've had a couple of wins coming down the stretch um, against teams in the Big Ten uh, as they beat they beat Wisconsin, uh, their second to last game um, of the season, uh, last game of the regular season, I should say, and that was a big game as they beat them by six points as they really helped their resume a bit. They beat Purdue in the last 10 games as well. They beat Maryland twice. Um, but they're, they played a lot of tournament teams. They have the ninth toughest schedule in the country. They're 4-8 against teams in the top 25, but 7-10 and 10 against teams in the tournament. And I like them to beat Davidson just for that reason alone, and I think they could give Duke a run um, because I think Duke is not playing their best basketball. And I think if you want to think of a way for Coach K to go out, I think going out to Tom Izzo is something pretty special. My next one, I won't spend too much time on Virginia Tech because uh, I already talked about them a lot, but they are hot. They have good leadership, and they can knock down the three, Alex. And I really think Virginia Tech can make a run in this tournament. Same for me. I'll be uncharacteristically brief with this assessment. I like Miami. I think Miami's a 10 seed. I think they'll beat USC. They could beat Auburn and give them a run. as their well-coached. Uh, um, Laranega is a good coach, and I think he's going to bring them to at least a victory. My next one, the Loyola Ramblers alongside Sister Jean. And I didn't really put much thought into this one, Alex. I'm like, why not? They've done it the last couple of years. They've done it before. They made the Final Four as an 11 seed. They beat Illinois in the second round, the one-seeded Illinois as uh, the fighting Illinois. The one-seeded, uh, what was Loyola? Were they nine or eight? They were either an eight or nine seed, and they upset them in the second round to go to the Sweet 16, Alex. So why yeah. not again? Why not Sister Jean and Loyola Ramblers make a run again in the tournament, Alex? Uh they're not bad. They made the tournament again. They're not bad. Ten seed exactly. Alex. You never know what could happen in March, and why not? Why not again for the little of Chicago Ramblers? And it's not a bad game for them either. Ohio State's pretty talented, but I mean, they could win that game. Pretty the only easy. thing that scares me about that matchup is that Ohio State lost to Oral Roberts in the first round last year, and you know yeah. that's motivated them to actually win a game this year in the tournament. Absolutely, absolutely. And my last one is going to be Creighton. Creighton is a nine seed in the Midwest bracket. I think they're a decent team. Um, over the course of the year, they, they're in a pretty good Big East. They're 12-7 and seven in the Big East. Um, they're 5-6 and six against teams in the top 25. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. They just crushed Providence in the Big East tournament as they beat them by almost 30 points. And they lost to Villanova by six in the uh, Big East final of the tournament. But they're, they're a good team, and I think they could give um, San Diego State a run. I think they'll beat San Diego State, but that'll be a good game. And then they'll probably give Kansas a good run. I like that. My final one is Murray State. They only have two losses this year. They're on the second longest winning streak in college basketball, 20 games. They're the seventh seed, and they have a pretty favorable matchup in the first round against San Francisco, Alex. And I really think that's a game that they can win and take that against Kentucky. I don't see them beating Kentucky, but I can see them. If they get hot, I can see them making a run this tournament. Well, it's like Colgate. Nine, winners 19 of the last 20. I, Colgate's one you're going to have to sell people on. And I might not pick up myself. I, I probably won't, in fact. But just based on the fact that it's in Wisconsin, 
is the game. But I like, I think Colgate's an interesting team. I agree with you there uh, a little bit, but I still think like Wisconsin wins that one handedly. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. The part you agree with is that you're still going to pick them in the bracket. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But uh, speaking of uh, teams that are a little bit on the obscure side, mid majors, um, not obscure, but just not different kind of schedules and uh, different conferences. You're outside of the top five, and uh, I would include the Big East in the top. Um, but best mid-major teams, Ryan, who would you got? Well, honestly, Gonzaga. Uh, I don't know. You can't choose them. And then Houston. They have great yeah. defense. Alex, they made a run last year, made the Final Four. Uh, and Murray State as well. They've only lost two games all year. Alex won 20 straight. And those are my three uh, best mid-major teams. How about you? I like Colorado State this year. Colorado State's looking really good as a sixth seed. They've had a, a really good season. Um, they're, they're a little of a slower-paced team. But they can shoot well, and they're playing a Michigan team at 11 seed that I think could give them an opportunity to win that game. And they're, they're not bad this year, even though they have not played against a team in the top 25, which concerns me. It does. Great. I was just that about to say that. Me. That concerns me greatly. But I think that they're, I think they're a good team in terms of doing the little things right. They're good job. They do a good job of limiting turnovers like a Villanova, and they're good at shooting free throws um, like Villanova as well. And they'll probably face – um, Villanova. I think they're in Villanova's side. Yeah, they'll probably face Villanova in my bracket in the Sweet 16. And my other team, I like St. Mary's, the Gales. They're one of three teams to beat Gonzaga this year. Um, and I like I like them and their opportunities to succeed this year. Alex, give me your final four and you can discuss the teams too, whatever length you like. Okay, my final four is going to be out of the West is going to be Gonzaga out of the East. It's going to be Kentucky up top on the right-hand side. The South, I'm going to take Arizona downtown on the right. I'm going to take the in the Midwest, Auburn. And the reason I take Auburn there, I think that's a tough one. Auburn was just there a couple of years ago. A lot of people forget this, but just a few, I think it was about three tournaments ago. They were in the, they were in the final four. That was a completely different team. You got um, Jabari Smith this year, and he's one of the best players in college basketball. And I think when you, do well in March Madness, you got to have a good player. It's not about players as much as it's about a player. And if you have a good prospect and NBA talent on your team, you're going to do well in March Madness. And I think when you got possibly the best player in college basketball, he's looking to make a name for himself. I think you're going to see him win, um, take the team on his back and help him win a couple of games. And that second seed coming out of the Midwest last couple of years was Houston. And I think Auburn is going to be that team coming out of the Midwest. The other team I want to discuss briefly is going to be Kentucky. Cause I think Kentucky is going to be the team to come out of that. What is that down there? I, I just like the East, the East. I think they're gonna be able to come out of there pretty, pretty handily. Cause I think they're a decent team. They beat Kansas this year by 18. They lost two games to Tennessee, which is the reason a lot of people are upset, including you. We'll get to that in a second. Um, that, 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 that um, the argument that Tennessee should have been a two seed, but I also think UK is a team that has that kind of a talent. Again, they're a little bit older. They're, de- they're definitely a bit older than they have been. They beat North Carolina earlier this year by 29. They beat Alabama twice this year. So they're beating the teams they need to beat. Um, and I think they're going to be able to come out of the East, but I don't think they'll beat Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga wins this year. They've had a lot of adversity. Mark Fuse had a lot of adversity this year. He, did, he had a DUI at the beginning of the year. And I think when you think about March Madness, you think about stories. You think about comeback stories. America loves the underdog. America loves the comeback. 
Gonzaga needs to have that. Yeah, the number one seed, number one ranked team overall is definitely the underdog of this tournament. Well, they, they are. They're, they're not thought about a lot when you think about teams that are going to win the championship. People say, oh, don't pick Gonzaga. Gonzaga pick- is the most picked team on ESPN. For, that, for the reason they're a good team. They're a good team, and they're going to win this year, I think, based on the adversity they've already encountered. Mark Few's been there for 23 years. Needs to win it this year. All right, I'll give you my final four. Out of the West, I've got the Arkansas Hogs, Alex, the four-seeded Arkansas Hogs. I think they're going to make a run in this one. Out of the East, I have Kentucky, uh, just like you do. Out of the Midwest, I have Kansas, my only one seed in the final four. And out of the South, I have the Tennessee Volunteers, who are arguably the best team in college basketball right now. And they're playing like it after the SEC tournament. Uh, I'll give you reasons for each team. Arkansas, they have a lot of nice wins this year. They have two wins over LSU, a win over Kentucky. They played Tennessee very tough at Tennessee. And, of course, we all know how great that advantage is at home for Tennessee. Uh, They're led by guard JT Nate, who averages 18 points per game. And they have four players averaging over over 10 points per game. Stanley Umut, Audis Tony, and Jalen Williams all over average over 10 points per game. They're good on offense. They get to the free throw line. The only thing they're not good at, though, is shooting a three, and that could be a problem. But I still think the Arkansas Hawks can make a run to the final four. My next team is Kentucky. The biggest reason for this is they have a pretty easy schedule. Uh, they play St. Peter's first round. They play Murray State in the second round. And I, either Purdue or Virginia Tech, I think, would they would play in the Sweet 16. I have Virginia Tech there. But Purdue is a pretty easy matchup as well. And after that, uh, either Baylor, UCLA, or any of the other teams there, I think are a pretty easy matchup as well. In Kentucky, they're a good team. They got one of the best players in college basketball in Oscar Tshibwe. Ty Ty Washington is a great three-point shooter along with Kellen Grady. Uh, they have a lot of veteran presence, as you said, as well, and I think that really helps them out being able, being able to make a run here in the Final Four. Tennessee, arguably the hottest team in college basketball, and I think they got a big chip on their shoulder after being given that three seed, even though they should have been a two seed uh, over Kentucky. They're a really good team. I think they're going to pay back from last year as well after losing the first round. Of course, they have the chip on the shoulder from being given the three seed. And they have veteran presence, people who've been here before, like Vescovi. They're a good three-point shooting team. And they're strong defensively to make up for the lapses in three-point shooting that they might have. Lastly, the, la- the number one seed, Kansas Jayhawks. They have the best offense in college basketball. They're very efficient. They score the basketball very easily. Uh, they're great from three, veteran leadership, and Ocha Chabi is uh, averaging 19 points per game. And so I expect him to make a huge impact on the team. I think the hardest game may be against Creighton in the second round, Alex, so, uh, more than more so than it was Iowa and Wisconsin, or, or San Diego State could play in the second round as well. I agree with that. And I just want to mention one thing. You can met, met, How about you first – before we wrap up, how do you say something about one of my teams in the final four and why you don't think they'll get there? Gonzaga, Kentucky, Arizona, or Auburn? Arizona. I'll go, I'll go off of there. Actually, Auburn. Auburn's the one I'm going to go through. Auburn, that was a beautiful pick heading into the last couple of weeks of regular season, Alex. I would agree with you all the way. But every time Auburn's been put on the big stage, a big opportunity, they have crumbled under Coach Bruce Pearl. Their first game in the SC tournament, they got upset by the Texas a Aggies. I don't like how they're playing. They, I think they peaked too early, and for that reason, I think they're not going to make the Final Four. And if, if you want me to go over Arizona, too, I think Arizona won't make it because it's just too hard of a schedule for them. They'll probably have to face Houston or Illinois, they'll, and then they'll either face Tennessee or Villanova in the Elite Eight, and I don't see them winning those games back-to-back. Those are both good reasons. You're making me think about it right now. Um, and I'm only going to mention one. I'm going to talk about Tennessee. Tennessee, real quick, um, 
They're seven and five against top 25 teams are great. They've had a great schedule this year. Their fourth strength of schedule in college basketball. Um, but they, they give up points in a way that they give them droughts and they get droughts really, really, really quickly. They're, they, they're not a good shooting team from the field. They're really not. They're, 242nd in college basketball in field goal percentage. They have a 43% field goal percentage. That worries me a bit. And they're also, in Tennessee's history, they've only gotten past the Sweet 16 once. In Tennessee basketball history, they've only gotten past the Sweet 16 once. And that's what worries me about them being a team that's going to be able to run. And they're also a, a pretty three-dependent team. And when you got freshmen in the back court, the court like Kennedy Chandler and Zakai Zeigler, and that's a that scares me a bit when you have a younger team. But I get it in the sense that they are a team that's been battle tested this year. And I think that I think they really could give a run here. Um, but Kennedy Chandler is the guy that's really gonna have to be on. And they're gonna have to be able to shoot those threes and not get into dry spells like they have during the course of the season. You put some good reasons there, Alex. I live in the future or the present, not the past. Okay. Looking okay. At I see. I see. I see. I see how it is. And I think that their defense can uh, hold up for them when they have those lapses of three-point shooting. Alex, who was in your national championship game and who was your 2022 national champion? Gonzaga in Arizona. Give me Gonzaga 72-66. I have Arkansas and Tennessee. They both upset uh, – get upsets in their final four games. And I think Tennessee gets the win 74 to 69. Very interesting. Very interesting. It's exciting. This is the madness of March. We'll embrace it. Hope we hope you guys do too. And we'll be on. Well, I'm sure we'll do a podcast pretty soon, maybe next week, even, or maybe even later, not, not later. We'll probably do it next week on recap the Steelers free agency, the Penguins recent happenings, and we'll get you set up in the next month or so for the start of the baseball season. Well, it was a good podcast, Alex. This was a really good uh, recap and in-depth breakdown of the March Madness. Make sure to stay tuned for future podcasts. Remember, we are your one-stop podcast for everything Pittsburgh and national sports.